breaking news tonight isn't new or novel, unfortunately. It's a senseless tragedy. We have seen time and time and time again another deadly school shooting in another American town, another high school, another community shaken to its core by a shooter with a semi-automatic weapon. This is uh, just north of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, numerous emergency personnel outside uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School. Former student walked on to the campus with a gas mask, smoke grenades, and carrying an AR-15 assault rifle. He pulled a fire alarm. He waited for the students to come out into the hallway, and he opened fire. And as a result, 14 families are grieving. Their worst fears have become reality. start with you you say the adults have let you down well the adults in office have let us down absolutely and fortunately we have a lot of support from the older generations here but what we're trying to do here at March for our lives is say the adult politicians have been playing around while my generation has been losing our lives if you see what how they treat each other in the office if you see the nasty dirty things going on with them it's, it's sad to think that that's what they're doing while 17 people are being slaughtered and gunned down only yards away from where we're sitting right now. And March for Our Lives has support from everybody. And at the end of the day, this isn't a red and blue thing. This isn't Democrats and Republicans. This is about everybody and how we are begging for our lives and we are getting support, but we need to make real change here. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Good evening and welcome.
Welcome to Broward County, Florida. I'm Jake Tapper. You're about to witness an historic exchange between survivors of a horrific school shooting and their elected leaders. Senator Rubio, I just listened to your opening and thank you. I want to like you. Here's the problem. And I'm a brutally honest person, so I'm just going to say it up front. Yes, sir. When I like you, you know it. And when I'm pissed at you, you know it. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. Senator Rubio, it's hard to look at you and not look down the barrel of an AR-15 and not look at Nicholas Cruz. But the point is, you're here. And there are some people who are not. So, Senator Rubio, can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? And now back to near the White House, where half a million students and some parents and activists are expected at today's March for Our Lives. The protesters taking up the rallying cry, never again, and pushing for gun reform just weeks after the deadly shooting in Parkland, Florida. Good afternoon. To the leaders, skeptics, and cynics who told us to sit down and say, stay silent, wait your turn. Welcome to the revolution. Six minutes and about 20 seconds. In a little over six minutes, 17 of our friends were taken from us, 15 were injured, and everyone, absolutely everyone, in the Douglas community was forever altered. Everyone who was there understands. Everyone who has been touched by the cold grip of gun violence understands. For us, Long, tearful, chaotic hours in the scorching afternoon sun were spent not knowing. No one understood the extent of what had happened. No one could believe that there were bodies in that building waiting to be identified for over a day. No one knew that the people who were missing had stopped breathing long before any of us had even known that a code red had been called. No one could comprehend the devastating aftermath or how far this would reach or where this would go. For those who still can't comprehend because they refuse to, I'll tell you where it went. Right into the ground, six feet deep. Six minutes and 20 seconds with an AR-15, and my friend Carmen would never complain to me about piano practice. Aaron Feist would never call Kira Miss Sunshine. Alex Schachter would never walk into school with his brother Ryan. Scott Beagle would never joke around with Cameron at camp. Helena Ramsey would never hang out after school with Max. Gina Montalto would never wave to her friend Liam at lunch. Joaquin Oliver would never play basketball with Sam or Dylan. Elena Petty would never. Carol Lugren would never. Chris Hickson would never. Luke Hoyer would never. Marquine Duque Aguiano would never. Peter Wang would never. Alyssa Alhadaf would never. Jamie Guttenberg would never. Meadow Pollock would never. Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. The shooter has ceased shooting and will soon abandon his rifle, blend in with the students as they escape and walk free for an hour before arrest. Fight for your lives before it's someone else's job. Ninety-six people. 
96 people die every day from guns in our country, yet most representatives have no public stance on guns. And to that, we say no more. We are going to make this the voting issue. We are going to make, take this to every election, to every state and every city. We are going to make sure the best people get in our elections to run, not as politicians, but as Americans. Because this, this is not cutting it. Survivors of the shooting at a Florida high school take strong stances on gun control across the nation today. Hundreds of rallies for the March for Our Lives took over major cities. That includes Cincinnati. Most of the organizers, college-age students we found, who wanted a show of support and got it. Young person after young person spoke. The attack that happens in our schools, our churches, our social gatherings, because our elected officials continue to offer that symbolic call for thoughts and prayers instead of legislative action that we are not asking for, but we are demanding. My name is Aftab Purival, and I am your democratically endorsed candidate for U.S. Congress against Steve Shabbat. We are faced as a country with a fundamental question. Is there anything that we can do, anything, that we can do to keep one more child alive. Vote, yes. To keep just one more kid safer in their school or in their neighborhood when they're playing on the street. Is there anything that we can do? Yes. And the answer yes. is of course, yes. yes. There are common sense things that a majority of the American public agree with that we can do today that we need to start demanding that our leaders in Washington, D.C. do today. First and foremost, we need to ban bump stocks. Yes. Yes. We need comprehensive, we need comprehensive background checks yes. to make sure that guns don't get in the hands of criminals. Right. We need to raise the age from 18 to 21. If you can't buy a beer, you shouldn't be able to buy a military-style assault weapon. Right. And most importantly, and finally, we need to ban military-style assault yes, weapons in our country. Tomorrow, I'll be testifying in the Senate about a red flags bill that I brought forward a couple of weeks back. That's a starting point. But we have to shore up these gun show loopholes. We have to make sure that mental health is a part of the background check. We have to make kids feel safe in school again. So while we respect that Second Amendment right, we have to address the problem at hand. And we have to stand with these young people that finally have something to believe in in politics. Senator Sherrod Brown says Congress has work to do. That means right. universal background checks. It means you shouldn't be able, if you're on the terrorist watch list, you can't get on a plane at John Glenn Airport, but you can get a gun. We should close that loophole. As the crowd marched to the State House, they demanded action from lawmakers. Our youth demand a safe future. can vote who are of age, especially seniors in high school, need to take action and register to vote. The students of Parkland have created an entire generation of passionate, politically aware voters. 
We are not afraid to state the facts of gun violence and the remedies that have been successfully implemented around the world. And we most certainly do not bow to the politicians in Lansing or Washington refuse to protect their citizens because their NRA friends told them to do so. I now speak directly to all of the politicians who have fought against common sense gun control legislation. Fix your priorities, protect your constituents, choose America's children over your donors, or start planning for an early retirement. To Dana Lash, the NRA, and all of their lackeys, your time of being the only voice in the gun control debate is over. wanted to take a minute to remind you that today's massacre in Texas is just the latest in an all too familiar reality in this country. By our count, there have been nine deadly shootings on school campuses just this year. Innocent people, many of them children, killed at grade schools and at high schools and at colleges. January 20th at Wake Forest University in North Carolina, one dead. January 23rd, Marshall County High School in Kentucky, two dead. January 31st, Lincoln High School in Philadelphia, one dead. February 14th, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 17 dead. February 24th, Savannah State University, one dead. March 2nd, Central Michigan University, two dead. March 7th, Huffman High School in Birmingham, Alabama, one dead. March 20th, Great Mills High School in Maryland, one dead. And today, Santa Fe High School in Texas, at least 10 dead. The latest horrifying incident, where we heard earlier today from this survivor. Was there a part of you that was like, this isn't real, this, isn't, this would not happen in my school? No, there wasn't. Um, Why so? It's been happening everywhere. I felt, I've always kind of felt like eventually it was going to happen here too. It's been happening everywhere. I always felt eventually it would happen here. That is a statement that would not have been made when I was a kid. Ask yourself, are we failing our children? Yes, Jake Tapper, we are failing our children. It has now been over two months since the March for Our Lives and the movement that was student-led that has allowed us to bring the conversation of gun reform into this midterm cycle. It is now no longer about taxes and is now no longer about health care. Gun control and gun reform are now a central piece of every single midterm Blue Wave Democrats platform, as it should be. Now, in today's podcast, you heard from survivors from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, including Emma Gonzalez, Cameron Kasky, David Hogg, the father of victim Jamie Gutenberg, Mr. Fred Gutenberg, whose grandmother resides in Southwest Ohio. From our state, you heard from students Devante Montgomery and Grant Moran. You heard from young elected leaders on this issue, including Aftab Pureval, Joe Schiavone, and older voices like those of Representative Joyce Beatty and Sher Senator Sherrod Brown. And at the end, you heard a portion of the speech I gave to 4,000 marchers at the March for Our Lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is just the beginning of a movement. 
This is just the beginning of saving American school children's lives and American lives across the country. We're the one nation that has this gun epidemic that has these problems. The rest of the world has already figured it out. From here on out, it is our job to make sure that every single elected official countrywide makes this a central piece of their campaign platforms and what they end up enacting while in office. From here on out, we'll make this a critical point of the podcast and what we'll be discussing with every single interviewee from here on out. This week's episode is a combined two-week episode, and we will now be going back to the interview schedule starting this next week. We look forward to crafting a message that allows us to save lives across our country and in our state. I look forward to the opportunity to help shine a light on those voices who will continue to lead the fight to save our children's lives and the lives of every single American. I'll talk to you next week.